0: show right here on white pride radio i'm your host paul brown and today is tuesday march 21st 2023 and it is 7 p.m here in the rust belt this evening's commentary is titled when not to trust the experts gain-of-function research should continue such is the opinion of the Biden White House as explained in this press conference at the end of February it is important to help prevent future pandemics says communications man John Kirby last fall researchers in Boston went public about creating a new creating new variants of covid-19 while in a recent letter over 150 Prominent virologists joined together to air their concerns that the new regulations might overly restrict the ability of scientists to generate the knowledge needed to protect ourselves from these pathogens. By now, most serious people are in agreement that the 2019 coronavirus originated in a laboratory in Wuhan. Even federal agencies like the FBI are falling into line. The evidence for what happened is overwhelming. To begin with, the bats that host the virus's nearest relatives don't live near Wuhan itself, but 1,100 miles away, along the border between China and Laos and just the place where the Wuhan researchers repeatedly went to collect wild bat viruses for their gain-of-function experiments. Then include the fact that, shortly after the first outbreak, the Chinese authorities deleted their viral genome archives. Why do that if you don't have something to hide? And we shouldn't forget about China's dismal lab safety protocols, And so forth. For the first year after COVID appeared, mainstream outlets like CNN and Twitter censored these things for political reasons. After President Trump left office, the taboo was relaxed, and now even mainstream media opinion is coinciding with the laboratory leak theory. China obviously doesn't come away looking good but the United States isn't off the hook either. It was the U.S. government that funded this research, and the only reason that Chinese scientists were doing it in the first place was because so many American scientists, whom the Chinese see as their superiors, had devoted their careers of making gain-of-function research look necessary, important, and safe. How do people in the pure and applied science advance their careers? By doing the things that the higher-ups consider necessary, important, and safe. And when a lot of high-status people have clustered around a set of prestigious ideas, it's rare for anything as mundane as evidence or results to break the prestige of those ideas. Hence, the fact that Even after three years of COVID, nearly all of the leading authorities on gain-of-function research are still in favor of -of gain-of-function research. In the kind country that America once was, it would be a surprise if a man like Anthony Fauci were able to escape impeachment for repeatedly lying to Congress about this research, and his own role in promoting and funding it. But nowadays, Fauci not only got to spend the remainder of his career as the number one expert authority on the crisis he helped create, but also retired as perhaps the most admired medical professional in the country. To be a scientific expert is to be a self-watching watchman, Way too many people will keep on trusting you, no matter what you actually do with that trust. There is no accountability. Also, hardly anyone thinks about the fact that people who make careers out of a particular field of research are often emotionally incapable of processing evidence that what they're doing isn't necessary, important, and safe and that it might actually be useless or even harmful. Obviously, the problem of biased expertise is not new. It existed in the 1950s, when lobotomies, lobotomies were common, and in the late 1800s, when it was normal for women to be institutionalized for nymphomania, and even all the way back in the late Middle Ages, when the default response to unexplained illnesses, whether physical or mental, was to find some evil-looking person in the village and try her for witchcraft. The people who earned a living by performing lobotomies had a much higher opinion of lobotomy than the general population. The people who ran late 19th century asylums stubbornly insisted that all those women who were being locked up for experiencing sexual desire to the same degree that men did, really had a mental disorder and really needed treatment. And of course, Heinrich Kramer, author of the Malayas uh, Maleficarum*, by far the number one witch hunting guide of all time, could give you all kinds of evidence to back up his claims that witchcraft was the top threat to the peace and order of Europe, and also his claims that if judges at witch trials carefully followed the handbook he had once written for them, there would be hardly any risk of innocent people being executed by mistake. In the end, these people's life's work ended up in history's dustbin because not everyone trusted the experts. By now, we know that you shouldn't listen uncritically when a man who spent his life hunting witches tells you how to hunt witches, or when a doctor who's earned his way to fame by performing lobotomies tells you about how lobotomies are usually beneficial and only rarely harmful, and so forth. One can only wish for this kind of level-headedness in the medical controversies of the present day. Consider the debate over childhood ADHD and the drugs, many stimulants like Ritalin, Adderall, etc., that are used to treat it. The overwhelming opinion within the psychiatric industry is that the ADHD diagnosis is scientifically sound, and that the drugs, which have of course been very well studied, are effective and safe. Outside the industry, there's a lot more suspicion. People with common sense know that children are, by nature, more rambunctious and distractible than adults, and that half of them are more so than the average adult. They know that these traits, despite being burdensome for children in the present-day school system, are not a mental disorder. And they suspect that it might be a bad idea to start a child on a lifetime of hard drug dependency in order to improve his performance in grade school. Curiously, there is a lot of scientific research that supports this point of view. We know, for instance, that the academic benefits of the ADHD treatment usually last for only a year or two, unlike the ill effects of drug dependency, which lasts a lifetime. We know that st- stimulants suppress child's, children's physical growth, and we know that prolonged drug dependency during childhood leads to abnormalities anom- in the brain development, including permanent deficiencies. Of the same neurotransmitters that the drug is boosting in short term we also know that the drugs are damaging to dopamogenic system which regulates rewards pleasure so that drug children can grow up to suffer from low motivation erratic moods and depression also we know that the diagnosis criteria for ADHD are sketchy for instance One Canadian study found that the children born in December who are constantly being compared to classmates a little older than themselves are 47% more likely to be medicated for ADHD than children born in January. Do the majority majority of psychiatrists and pediatricians, etc., make serious attempts to confront these findings? No, they just produce more handbooks about how to use the drugs properly, and more studies showing that ADHD drugs achieve their short-term goal of producing a quiet, well-behaved child. But they avoid putting serious thought into the ethical question of whether all this damage is an acceptable price to pay. It isn't very different from how, even after three years of COVID, almost everybody involved in the gain-of-function research has steadfastly refused to change his mind and gain-of-function research. And then, there is the lying. It is well known that Dr. Fauci lied to Congress in an attempt to cover up U.S. funding funding of of gain-of-function research in China. Likewise, many of the key researchers involved in promoting ADHD medication have lied about taking several million dollars in under-the-table consulting fees from d- drug manufacturers. The guilty parties include Dr. Joseph Biderman, the chair of pediatric psychopharmacology at Harvard, whose prestige probably did more than anyone else's to normalize Ritalin prescriptions for small children. Even after he was exposed Exposed for taking $1.6 in in undisclosed payments, nothing ever happened to him. He was not disciplined by the, his institution, and his professional honors continued to pile up. Yet there are still a lot of ordinary Americans who, when presented with all this information about either ADHD or COVID, will just hem and haw and finally say something like, I trust the experts. Perhaps, in the case of ADHD, they will then declare their faith that a treatment that has been studied and used by so many thousands of well-credentialed people for such a long time is very unlikely to be harmful. My own point of view is somewhat different. I think that, When so many thousands of well-credentialed people devote their careers to something, it becomes very unlikely that any amount of evidence will convince them that the thing in question is harmful. And when I see long strings of news stories about prominent people saying that gain-of-function research should continue, it only confirms my hypothesis. It's too late to save the 7 million or so people who have died worldwide from COVID-19, and it's too late to save the roughly equal number of American children who will spend the rest of their lives dealing with drug-induced mental disfigurement because they squirmed too much or had bad handwriting in elementary school. But if Americans don't want these kinds of things to keep happening, then now is the time to wake up, and to stop trusting the experts in the same naive way that they have hitherto done oh Canada.
1: Looking for a fight? You'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio. Only on altrighttv.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights nice party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year's subscription, mailed within the United States, is only $20. International delivery available as well. Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 870 427
0: Okay, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for sticking around. Uh, I have several uh, interesting articles uh, lined up here for this Tuesday evening. And uh, I think I'll just go down the line as I have them uh, marked here. The first one uh, comes from the news source, com. The headline is, if you're a drag performer in Texas, you could soon have a bounty on your head. Uh, you know, I saw this uh, headline, and I didn't read the uh, article. Uh, I don't know if this uh, com is uh, leftist or uh, uh, right-wing news. Uh, But I saw the headline, and as soon as I saw that, I thought, that is great. That is great. Uh, This shouldn't just happen in Texas. Uh, This should happen nationwide. Imagine being so pressed about the mere existence of drag shows that you pour all your resources into making sure absolutely no one on Earth has a lick of fun. Okay, right there, the first sentence, we know this is a Uh, left-leaning news source. Uh, They think uh, uh, homosexuals molesting children, uh, child mutilation uh, is fun. Uh, Seriously? Uh, This could be the new normal in Texas, an already aggressively anti-trans state where a Republican lawmaker hopes to push through a bill that allows citizens to sue performers at any drag show where children are in attendance. This this is, this, uh, I hope this passes and I hope it catches on uh, uh, for the rest of the states uh, here in America. Uh, you know, uh, this is just how leftist this uh, uh, into more news source must be uh, because you know, how is that having a bounty uh, on your head? This is a white Christian country. Uh, uh, homosexuality is a sin, plain and simple, period. There's no uh, uh, nice way to say it. God hates homosexuals, plain and simple. Uh, and this being a white Christian country, there is not room for uh, flaming homosexuals to be showing uh, public displays of their uh or uh, trapping little children, stalking little children uh, is what they do. Uh, So this would be great. Uh, Actually, I think uh, more than just sue these uh, performers, these homosexual men dressed as women, uh, they should be prosecuted as well when there are children uh, in attendance. You know, not everybody agrees with the Biden administration's and Joe Biden's uh, uh, idea of, uh, you know, mutilating, uh, sexually mutilating children. Not everybody agrees with that. Uh, it, 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 Joe Biden can't be stupid enough. Well, you know what? I think he is that uh, old and creepy that he doesn't even realize that it's wrong. I really don't think Uh Maybe in his mind, that's more children to sniff. I don't know. Uh, Detractors of the law, sane people, are saying that this could create a problem for the performers who could have a bounty on their head simply for showing up to a venue in drag. Good. Good. That is public space. Uh, Homosexuals should not be allowed any, and I mean absolutely any, Down to a kiss, a hug, holding hands, none of that homosexual activity belongs in public. It doesn't belong in America, but I know I sure as hell don't want to see it. You can't even turn on a TV without seeing it. Uh, And then uh, here it says, uh, this must be somebody posted this on Twitter, Uh, Texas has released a bounty hunter drag ban. $5,000 bounty for hunters if a person performs while exhibiting a gender that is different from gender recorded at birth and violates the community standards of decency. Uh, Anti-abortion techniques now target drag and trans people. Uh, You know, I don't know how these homosexuals can even try to defend their actions. You know this is uh, uh uh this gives me the proof that I need to realize that the end result in this outright public display of homosexuality uh these uh, child predators uh you know being hailed as heroes for uh sexually mutilating little children uh the next step folks is legalized pedophilia. Uh, you know, uh, that may sound, uh, I don't know, maybe uh conspiracy theorist uh, level uh, accusation or, you know, a, a thought for the future. But you know what? I'll bet you, uh, I'll bet my listeners' parents, if you would have told your parents uh, just a couple of years ago, that there was going to be men dressed as women in the streets enticing little children, they would have said, you're crazy. They would have said, your government, our government, would never, ever stand for that. Not only do they stand for it, they promote it. So, you know, when I say I look for uh, child pedophilia to be uh, legalized in the United States, I actually believe it. This isn't just a passing thought that, oh, well, it might happen. It's going to happen. Which uh, I do have an article, uh, and this is great news uh, when I get to it, but uh, talking about uh, child mutilation, child rape, and things like that, uh, there is a good outcome to some of these uh, uh, cases, and we'll get to that in a little bit later. It says it doesn't matter if children are accompanied by a parent or guardian at a drag show. The simple existence of a child in the audience means that drag performers could end up being hunted for a $5,000 bounty simply for doing their job. Doing their job, come on. Is that really a job to uh, stalk little children? Uh, is that these homosexuals that dress like women? Is that their job to try to entice uh Impressionable little children? Uh, that doesn't sound like a job to me. Uh, and guess what? If that is your job, uh, you know, when you meet God, He's going to put you in the unemployment line. You'll find out how, how much of that uh, is a job. They pretty much admit right there it's a job to sexually mutilate little children, sexually confuse little children. These kids wouldn't even be thinking uh, about this gender bending stuff if it wasn't uh, for the the uh, outright homosexuals out in public in schools in libraries promoting it to these kids like it's something like it's the end thing to do. Uh, you know, I know when I was a kid, I wasn't thinking. Uh, not once did I ever think I wasn't the right sex. Not once. If he's sick-minded, and this just goes to show you that uh, homosexuality is a mental illness. When you'll have queers, men that wear dresses, queers fighting for their right to be public in uh, enticing little children, wouldn't you call that uh, a disease? Uh, more than a disease, a mental illness. Uh, the contiguous Uh, continued targeting of drag performers and drag shows also creates a frightening precedent for the criminalization of day-to-day leisure activities for queer and trans people in the state. Uh, Day-to-day leisure. This is what they call uh, the mental molestation, the sexual mutilation. Uh, This is their day-to-day leisure activities. This is what that just said. Uh yeah they tried to make it sound like oh this is a uh uh we're ruining uh these homosexuals' lives. if you think we're wrecking your life, where do you meet God? you're gonna find out uh what's your life being turned upside down uh, you're gonna find out damn quick uh how easy you had it here as a mortal on earth uh Day-to-day leisure activities for queer and trans people in the state. You know what? Uh, In my opinion, uh, there should be like a uh, a homo island somewhere, and I'm I'm sure there's empty uh, islands, other places. And, you know, if you come out as homosexual, you should be taken to that island to live with people of your kind. Then, you know, you don't have to bother or pest Molest the little children of America. Uh, And no children would go to this island. Just uh, uh, these queer men that think they're women, uh, these queer women that think they're men, all to an island to yourself. And then you can homo it up all you like. All you like. It'll just be you, your homosexuality, and whatever food you can catch from the sea. And there you are. That's your island. Uh, God forbid we wouldn't uh, want to affect the uh, day-to-day leisure of homos. And uh, this is what it said. They're saying this uh, affects their day-to-day leisure activities. Uh, The real kicker, the bill, defines drag in a way that makes it nearly indistinguishable from transness. Uh, If it becomes not only illegal but profitable to legislate against any performer who exhibits a gender that is different than the performer's gender recorded at birth using clothing, makeup, or other physical markers, exiting a trans in Texas will mean having a literal bounty on one's head. Good. Good for Texas. Good for Texas standing up against this homosexual agenda uh, in America. And then uh, here are these uh, uh, flaming homosexuals, they want to say uh, that this will affect people that uh, uh, yeah, uh, it, they aren't uh, homosexuals. Uh, what they're insinuating to is if, if there is uh uh, say a play or something, uh, to where one would have to dress up maybe for the opposite sex in a play, uh, not for the uh, uh, a reasoning of molesting children or sexually mutilating children. Uh, I'm talking a play or something, or suppose it's a play or uh, a show where, uh, say, there's a man. And I could, I remember a show, uh, back when I was a child, it was called, um, Well, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, Tom Hanks uh, played in it. And uh, there was another foreign guy there. And anyhow, they were looking for an apartment and they couldn't find one. The only one they could find was uh, an all-female apartment building. So what they did, they dressed as women to go and come from the uh, apartment building. They weren't homos. They weren't uh, 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 drag queens. They did it to uh, a sneak, and it was a hilarious show. Uh, It was funny. Uh, This doesn't mean, this uh, Texas bill doesn't mean that comedy, things like that, would have a bounty on your head. Uh, You know, these homos try to drag even innocent people uh, into their nightmarish, deviant sexual behaviors. Uh, let's see, here we go, this next one I have. Uh, this comes from justthenews.com. The headline to this is, Pope Francis says celibacy for Catholic priests is temporary. Ban could be reconsidered. Uh, let's r- read a little bit of this. Uh, Pope Francis says the Catholic Church's celibacy decree for unmarried men ordained as priests is a temporary uh, prescription that could be reconsidered. In the Western Church, celibacy is a temporary prescription, Francis told the Argentinian outlet InfoBee last week. Uh, as translated, I do not know if it is settled in one way or another. Francis, whose papacy is known for being more progressive, also said that being a priest in is an eternal obligation, even if someone leaves the Catholic Church. Celibacy, on the other hand, is a discipline, he said. Uh, You know, when I saw this headline, and I'm not trying to be uh, funny about it. What I'm about to say, I'm not saying uh, as a joke, or to be taken as funny or a pun but i didn't know the catholic church i didn't know the priests uh even held to celibacy the way they molest little boys now uh, maybe this is why uh, uh francis uh, thinks that the celibacy is just a, a temporary thing now uh, uh it wasn't meant forever Well, many, no, I'm not saying all, many Catholic priests have uh, been caught molesting little boys, girls too, but mostly little boys. So not only uh, did I not realize that there was celibacy uh, within uh, a priesthood, a Catholic priesthood, because it sure doesn't seem that way. It doesn't. Uh, And it even goes to more disgusting than that. It's a pedophilia is what it is. Uh, Maybe this is why uh, Pope Francis is saying uh, celibacy, man, it's just a temporary thing. Uh, I didn't even know, didn't even realize it existed. Not with the molestation that goes on within the Catholic churches. And listen, I'm not knocking every Catholic. You know, uh, just like black people, for instance. Uh, When I say about a 70, average IQ of 70, which is borderline retarded. When I say that, and I say, I always say, that doesn't mean every black is retarded. Uh, The same goes here, where I'm talking about the Catholic Church. Not every uh, Catholic is a bad person. Not every Catholic uh, supports... Uh, child uh, molestation, and things like that. So if you're listening to the show and you are Catholic, uh, I'm not speaking to you. because I'm sure if you're listening to the show, well, I don't know, uh, enemies do listen to the show, but I'm sure if there's any Catholics uh, that listen to the show here, uh, they lean into the dark side. We'll call it that the dark side of uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, When asked whether the nearly millennia-old decree could be reconsidered, Francis replied, Yes, in fact, everyone in the Eastern Church is married, or those who want to. They make a choice before being ordained. They opt to marry or be celibate. In both the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Eastern Catholic Churches, the latter of which is in full communion with the Vatican, married men are able to be ordained as priests, but not bishops. The Latin Catholic Church began requiring priestly celibacy starting in the 11th century under Pope Gregory VII, according to Catholic.org. Some exceptions have been, however, such as the case of married former Angelican priests who became Catholic priests. Advocates for priestly celibacy say it is a beautiful vow made in devotion to God. Detractors argue that allowing priests to get married would help solve the growing global priest shortage. Uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, if they did change that to where a, a priest didn't have to be celibate. Maybe so many kids wouldn't be molested. Uh, You know, maybe uh, uh, this vow they take of celibacy, uh, maybe it drives them crazy. Uh, Seriously, maybe it drives them crazy and it leads them to uh, uh, child rape, child molestation. Uh, Who knows? But we all know it's within the Catholic Church. It's within other churches too. But mainly you see this uh, within the Catholic Church. So maybe they shouldn't be celibate. Maybe uh, letting them get out and get a little uh, will keep their fingers off the kids. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Here was another one uh, I couldn't believe. Uh, Let me find it here. Uh, you know, you'll see these uh employees, uh, with these woke uh employers. Yeah, you know the uh uh the woke employers, uh they're all for communist Black Lives Matter, they're all for uh uh queers and things like this. This comes from Fox News and it says the headline court rules against employees fired for re- refusing to attend LGBTQ training sessions, a court ruled against a Christian that wanted nothing to do with homo training. Uh, that tells you something about our court system. You know, how could how could that court system uh, even have a Bible in it for somebody uh, to swear uh, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I think maybe some of these judges need to read that Bible. Uh, you know, not just look at it as a symbol. Read the damn thing. Uh, a federal appeal at court rejected the appeal of a former accounts clerk in upstate New York who was fired from his job for refusing to attend a mandatory LGBTQ training in 2018. Raymond Zadunsky was employed at Erie 2, Chiquita uh, Cariagas, B O C E S, whatever the hell that is, for seven years before his termination, which he likened for religious discrimination. He sued the Erie 2 place. I'm not even reading that whole thing again. Uh, This is the name of where he worked. I will, I'll repeat it again. This is where the guy worked. Uh, Erie 2. Dash chiquita dash Carterugu b o c e-s in capital letters the last the b o c e s is in capital letters, so I don't know what kind of a company that is, what they do or uh but anyhow, uh this man should have still uh, been allowed his religious right to not play into the uh whoredom of homosexuality. Uh, And here in America now, we have judges siding uh, with these places uh, that force these employees to do this. This is almost, uh, not almost, uh, you know what this is, what it boils down to is these employers are forcing their employees to bow to Satan. If they don't bow to Satan, they lose their job. That's exactly what it is, plain and simple. Uh, he's seeking reinstatement, back pay, and $10 million in damages. I hope he gets it. Uh, the plaintiff had argued that the LGBTQ training and makeup session were aimed at changing his religious beliefs about gender and sexuality, and that attending the training would have caused him to violate the religious teachings to which he ad- adheres, according to the lawsuit. BOCES denied his Request for a religious accommodation unbelievable uh let's see what kind of a perverted uh, uh, judge uh, sided with the uh, homosexual uh employer district court judge Jeffrey W. Crawford dismissed zudinsky's lawsuit in twenty twenty two concluding that his claims were unsupported and agreeing with BOCES that he was fired for refusing to attend the trainings, which BOCES had maintained were intended to help prevent discrimination in the workplace. Listen, I don't care who in the hell I defend, uh, and I don't know who in the hell cares or wants to call my beliefs discrimination. When you follow true Christianity, when you follow uh, God's true words and his word written uh, uh, within the Bible, you know that homosexuality is a sin, plain and simple. Uh, uh, you know, I would tell any employer that told me I had to go have uh, gay training, uh, homosexual uh, training uh I'm trying to think of the word uh, reconditioned uh, like mutilating your brain into uh, saying that yeah homosexuality is okay I most definitely and I I sure wouldn't want the job back the 10 million yeah but I wouldn't take the job back Uh, you know uh, my religious beliefs and uh, uh, following God's laws that isn't for sale that isn't for sale I would have told this uh, company to stuff it up their ass Uh, Most definitely. Sure, I would see them get $10 million or uh, whatever, hopefully, uh, whatever this guy can get. But, uh, yeah. The Second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals backed BOCES uh, this week, saying in its opinion that Zudinsky had failed to provide sufficient evidence for his claims. It just seems like the country is against the Christian way of life, and it's for everything else, Zudinsky responded, uh, no kidding, no kidding. We see Christianity and Christians attacked uh, in America uh, more so now than ever. You know, uh, our government can't have um, the Christian faith in America uh, because then, you know, people would realize our government is uh, uh, part of the satanic rebellion. So they can't have that. That's why uh, prayer was taken out of uh, schools many years ago. This stuff isn't new. Uh, this is just getting to the end plan uh, for what's in store for America. And people like myself uh, preached it, tried to uh, take, uh, tell people, tried to warn people. And uh, now that it happens, uh, if it happens, uh, guess what? I told you so. Don't wait until, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people wait until the crap hits the fan and then send uh, send me emails and stuff. What am I doing about it? Uh, because they know I am a classman. What am I doing about it? Or what is my organization that I belong to uh, uh, doing about it? Well, guess what? Been preaching to you for how many years now? That's what the hell we're doing about it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when people uh and like i said this is a uh a bad trait uh for white people uh as long as something isn't happening outside in their yard they don't care they don't care they don't care about their neighbor they don't care about their brothers and sisters in another city they don't give a uh, uh they don't care about their brothers and sisters uh in other states as long as that person is happy and has what they need it's to hell with everybody else. To hell with their white brothers and sisters. Uh, he said, we're not allowed to practice our way of life, but anyone else can, it seems. We well, can't seem it. That, that is the truth. And the shame of it is, uh, America is a white Christian country. There shouldn't be anything but Christianity uh, in America, plain and simple. Uh, there sure shouldn't be uh, uh, the homosexual agenda going on in America as a white Christian country. Uh, Eerie 2, uh, uh, B-O-C-E-S, I'm not even trying to pronounce that word again, said in a statement to Fox News Digital that Dudinsky was fired for insubordination. They admit. They just admitted. Now, how could this judge say that this guy didn't have enough uh, evidence to prove his claims? Uh, this judge must have his head up his ass or uh, he is uh, homo friendly, one or the other, because here the company just said he was fired for insubordination. What they call insubordination is this man standing up for his Christian beliefs. So, you know, imagine that. Yeah, I've talked about here on the show. We're going to switch gears here. As soon as I find it. Okay. Uh, I've done articles uh, on the show uh, about uh, fake hate crimes uh blacks happy with fifteen minutes of fame, uh wanting everything for nothing. Uh this falls just in the line of uh Jesse Smollett, uh Bubba Wallace and you know, all the other uh non whites that faked uh hate crimes. Jews too. Uh you know, uh, uh the Jews will say, Oh look they they, they uh spray painted the synagogue with uh, swastikas and there's swastikas all over the cemetery on tombstones and they're not even uh, right. Uh, it, it's not a swastika the way they have it. This is just how stupid they are. And then they want you to believe uh, the holocaust. You know, uh, you would think that Jews, if there was a holocaust, You know, if they were treated so badly, uh, if they were gassed or whatever they claim, don't you think that the people doing that, don't you think that swastika would be burnt in your mind, that you could copy that uh, throughout your life? That would be burnt into your mind if the Holocaust happened. Uh, But here you have stupid Jews that that can't even uh, uh, make a swastika. Anyhow, back to this article. Uh, This comes from uh, newsbreak.com. The headline is, DoorDash customer who thought his Chick-fil-A meal had been tampered with finds a nasty surprise in the bag. A TikToker went viral after he alleged that he had found something so gross and disgusting in his Chick-fil-A bag. Uh, we're talking chicken here, and we're also talking uh, a black person. Not to stereotype, but uh, maybe he had uh, a chicken meal and some grape drank uh, and a little bit of watermelon uh, for dessert. Uh, who knows? But anyhow, he, he's saying he found something gross in his Chick-fil-A sandwich and fries. The TikToker talker claimed that he felt something was off when he noticed the tape holding the food package was kind of off. However, he thought nothing of it at first and started eating his fries. When he reached in to grab his sandwich, he claimed that he pulled out a used condom. Yeah. Now, do you believe this? I don't. I, I sure don't believe it. It's a lie. Uh, this is to get uh, 15 minutes of fame and probably some uh, free money uh, out of Chick-fil-A or or maybe uh, free chicken, watermelon, and grape drank. Uh, for the rest of his life Who knows but I do not believe this I do not believe that one bit You know a DoorDash driver Why would they put a Or even if it was Chick-fil-A Why would they put a used condom in that bag You know that would get back to uh, The DoorDash uh, uh, Whoever the headquarters is Or uh whoever's in charge of that That would get back to them I'm sure they know the driver's name That would have delivered that So it's B.S. Do you actually think Chick fil A would put a used rubber, a used condom in a, a bag of food to ruin their reputation, ruin their sales? Of course not. This is just how dumb uh, uh, this black person is. Uh, the TikToker seems to blame the DoorDash delivery driver for the used condom because he addressed his complaint to DoorDash. Some of his view- viewers initially thought the video was inauthentic but the TikToker claimed that his video was authentic and that he had hired a lawyer. In a later video, the TikToker claimed that he received his money back after the lawyer got on the case. Now, you can tell that is a crock of BS. Uh, A black person finding a used condom in his bag, hiring an attorney, and as soon as his attorney got on the case, Chick-fil-A gave his money back. Get out of here. You, you, these people think that we are as stupid as they are. They think our IQ uh, is among theirs. Uh, good grief. This story has so many holes in it, it isn't funny. Uh, this story has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. Still, many of his viewers were disappointed that he did not react more strongly when he found out that there was a used condom in his food. His viewers claimed that he should have gone to the police with the finding and that he should have made sure that someone at DoorDash had been fired. Uh, It's not the first time that a customer has found a used condom inside their fast food meal. In 1997, a man eating a Big Mac found a condom in the sandwich. The worst part was that he actually Uh, had taken a bite of the sandwich containing the condom. He filed a suit against McDonald's, but the case was later dismissed. Uh, There, another liar, uh, back in uh, 1997. Number one, how many employees do you think from Chick-fil-A or, say, uh, uh, McDonald's there? How many employees do you think stick a used condom in their pocket when they go to work? How many? My thought is uh, these people are lying. You know, trying to make a quick buck. Uh, you know, uh, that was big news when uh, a woman sued McDonald's for their coffee being too hot, and uh, she won. Uh, she won the suit, uh, and then you have everybody else uh, uh, trying to jump in uh, on the uh, free money. Uh, wagon it's unbelievable unbelievable Uh, you know uh, and also now why couldn't have they taken that yeast condom uh, got the DNA from the semen and then tested the driver and the employees that were working that day and uh, 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 the black person that claimed that was in there. I'll bet you the DNA would lead straight back to the black guy. Uh, this next article comes from odyssey.com. The headline is, Police find no foul play after man found beheaded in Mississippi woods lawyer calls it a lynching good grief uh anytime a black person is found dead it's always a lynching now i don't know how he got beheaded i certainly don't maybe uh he was in uh to drugs uh and was in with the uh mexican cartel uh ms13 gang uh, because those people are vicious. They don't just kill you. Uh, they are uh, vicious. You know the the type that uh, Joe Biden's come on over. Uh, you have a place here in America. I, I, I kind of think he did that and letting these drug cartels in, so his uh, boy doesn't have Hunter doesn't have such a hard time uh, tracking down his uh, dope. Uh, the story here the uh, family of a black Mississippi man is calling for a federal investigation to be conducted into their loved one's death after he was found dismembered. Local authorities investigating the case said they didn't suspect foul play to be involved, stating his wounds may have been caused by an animal. Uh, a news conference in Jackson, Mississippi was held on Monday by the family of the 25-year-old Rashim Carter, who was reported missing in October of last year and found dead, dismembered a month later. Now listen, oh good grief, if that body laid there since October of 2022, you know animals got to it, most definitely, uh, most definitely. Uh, Oh, okay, it says he was reporting missing in October. Oh, yeah, a year later. Okay, so I was right there. According to his mother, uh, Tiffany Carter, her son had called her asking for help before he went missing, saying he was being chased by a group of white men in three trucks yelling racial slurs at him. Uh, Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Uh, This is something that uh, uh, this black person's mother, I believe, to be lies. You know, her son's dead. Instead of mourning her son being dead, just like uh, uh, George Floyd, uh, uh, Aubrey, whatever his name was, Rashard Brooks, Janet Taylor, uh, blacks were up in arms. They didn't give a rat's ass about the black people that were killed. It was all about free money. How many Black Lives Matter uh, higher-ups have been caught now uh, dipping their uh, hands into till to live a lavish lifestyle? Here, this woman, she figures that she can turn this into a racial thing. She may be able to get some money out of it. Uh, if he was being tra- uh, chased by three trucks with white men in it, and he told number one, number one, why would the black guy call his mother and not call the police? That proves it to be a lie. And if the black guy was too retarded uh, to think about calling the police, he called mommy instead, then why didn't mommy call the police? Uh, We'll get into this. Uh, uh, Maybe they did, but uh, it it sounds awful funny. The guy didn't call the cops. He called his mom. Uh, The mom says that uh, there was white men chasing him. She didn't call the cops. So BS, right? there. You know, uh, these articles about these uh, fake uh, black hate crime hoaxes, uh, I don't even know why they do it. I don't even know why they do it. But, you know, some people – uh are just too stupid to get away with anything they're they're too stupid uh, uh you can see right through the uh right between the lines uh, there uh, how many lives have I picked out uh, uh, this article already uh that was the last contact that Tiffany Carter had with her son, whose remains were found on November second in a wooded area in Mississippi uh Let's see. Yes, I'm just scrolling through this article before I go any further. Uh, Authorities weren't called. They weren't called. Imagine that. Now this next article here, Uh, This comes from Yahoo.com. And this is great, too. South Carolina women who get abortions could face the death penalty under proposed law. Good. Uh, I hope also this law is passed. Uh, You know, this murder, uh, murdering of babies. uh, Being a whore is no reason or no excuse to murder children. Plain and simple. You know, if you don't want kids and you know you're out uh, screwing uh, anybody you can find, get yourself fixed. Get yourself fixed. Plain and simple. Don't kill an unborn infant because you're that big of a whore. That's how I feel about it. And any whore that would abort their baby because they are a whore uh, should get the death penalty. Women who get an abortion in South Carolina could face the death penalty if proposal a proposal, a bill the S, uh, South Carolina House called the South Carolina Prenatal Equal Protection Act, would afford equal protection of the laws to all preborn children from the moment of fertilization and reclassify any act that ends in pregnancy as willful prenatal homicide. And that's exactly what it is. Uh, Under the bill, an abortion could be punished like any murder, leading to sentences of 30 years in prison up to the death penalty. The bill explicitly exempts from prosecution a woman who receives an abortion if she was compelled to do so by the threat of imminent death or great bodily harm. The proposal has received wide attention at a time when the GOP-led states are debating how far to go, in regulating or banning abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled last year that the procedure is no longer subject to federal legal protections. Uh, Again, uh, uh, great idea. Great idea. And, and, you know, uh, if, if you're a whore and you have a child, that's your responsibility. That's your fault, not the unborn child's fault. You know, uh, if you're a whore and you get pregnant, at least have the decency then to raise that child. Maybe if you had something to do around the house, uh, you wouldn't be a whore. Uh, You could spend uh, time and and be a mother uh, instead of a whore. That may sound harsh, but that's exactly how I feel about it. Exactly. All right, here's another uh, uh, company gone woke. Uh, This comes from The Federalist. The headline here is, Kellogg pledged $91 million to racial division while slashing employee benefits. Imagine that there you're all American uh cereal maker, Kellogg now keep this in mind, folks. don't buy it uh, uh you can get just as good a cereal uh the same as what's in a Kellogg's box in a bag uh a generic uh form of what Kellogg sells, and you get it a lot cheaper and even if it not didn't taste exactly like Kellogg's, if you're white and after hearing this. You still buy Kellogg's? You're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. Uh, Corporate executives at Kellogg appear to be more interested in leftist virtue signaling than paying their workers. On Tuesday, a new database from the conservative Claremont Institute revealed the breakfast cereal giant pledged $91 million to the Black Lives Matter movement and related causes, after the nationwide George Floyd riots, at least they named it that way, uh, the riots, because they were exactly uh, what they were. Uh, in 2020, the company launched the Racial Equity 2030 Global Challenge, an interjection of $90 million to fuel innovative and actionable solutions to build a racially equal, equitable future. As stewards for our children's future, we must collectively face the primary challenge of our times. Equal equity, said W.K. Kellogg Foundation trustee and board chairman uh, Kath Ann Kress in a promotional video. The campaign was launched to mark the foundation's 90th anniversary. Yeah, uh, I ain't even going any uh, further. There's what Kellogg's about. You know, all these. Uh, uh idiotic uh companies that are going woke and they just don't get it uh you know, go woke you go broke uh also i'm not even gonna read this uh, article but uh, uh, the silicon uh valley bank they also spent uh let me get to it here uh the article come from red state. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank spent $74 million on Black Lives Matter and social justice causes. <laughs> Imagine that. Now, let's see. Okay, I, I must have had that... Uh, Wait, I don't know. Okay, I already did that article. I had this uh, on my list here of articles twice uh, about the uh, uh, black man calling mommy, supposedly saying there was white people uh, chasing him. Uh, But that's okay. I'm going to end the show with this article. Now, this is ending... Uh, in my opinion, ending on a good uh, note because this uh, should be how it is uh, for anyone. Uh, Let's see. Uh, This comes from the new source, The Blaze. Now, the picture, this is a black man The headline is, Louisiana man to be chemically castrated after being convicted of raping a child. Uh, You know, uh, that may be uh, a more suitable punishment than even death. And I say that because, uh, and I'm stereotyping because it's true, uh, uh, black men will uh, screw anything. It doesn't matter. Uh, Anything. And you know how they always walk around, they have their hands down the front of their pants or uh, uh, grabbing at it uh, on the outside of their pants. Can you imagine uh, a black man being chemically castrated to where he can't touch it, where he can't use it for the rest of his life? This is a great idea. And, you know, uh, if this uh, pervert would be caught again, uh, he couldn't rape a child, but if he was caught uh, 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 sexually abusing a child with his hands, when he's caught then, both hands should go. Punishment. Exactly how it should be. Eye for an eye, right? A uh, Louisiana man who is convicted of raping a child will be chemically castrated before he is released back into society. Uh, the Tanga Parish Sheriff's Office began investigating 34-year-old Ryan Clark in July 2020 after authorities were tipped off about sex crime allegations involving a juvenile. The victim... Uh, informed police that Clark had engaged in sexual misconduct for more than a year. During the investigation, police discovered possible second victim with the help from Children's Advocacy Center. Uh, Tangapahoa Parish District Attorney Scott Paralox said in a statement, Clark also has a prior conviction of misdemeanor carnal knowledge of a juvenile, for receiving oral sex in a public place from a minor. He was sentenced to 121 days in parish jail for that charge in 2015. 120 lousy days. You know, where I see this uh, uh, list of this pervert's crimes, uh, this should be... Uh, He shouldn't be being released from anywhere except a gurney with a a three-drug cocktail. Uh, Clark was arrested by the Tana Pahoa Parish Sheriff's Office on July 17, February 12, 2021. Clark was indicted by a grand jury for sexual battery, molestation of a juvenile, and first-degree rape with a victim under 13 uh no need to really uh uh go through that anymore uh, i didn't realize that they did do uh chemical cre- uh, castrations well he you know he he was see the system of uh, the revolving door more than once i mean uh uh he chatted uh before and was released and this is what i said you cannot rehabilitate a child molester. I don't care if you lock them up for 20 years. When they come back out, they're still a child molester. And they do act on that instinct. Uh, this is why it, it should be uh, capital punishment, plain and simple. And in this case, when this uh, guy was caught so many what the first time uh, ought to be chemical uh, castration. Uh, because that would be, uh, more, uh, I think more, uh, of a reminder to someone that molested a child, uh, because, uh, I can imagine after a while you would get pretty fresh, uh, sexually uh, frustrated and, uh, and well, to say you couldn't take care of it yourself either, uh, that would drive you crazy. That should be the first time, uh punishment. Then when they're caught again, like this retard, then capital punishment, plain and simple, uh not sitting on death row for years. Uh, after doing it once, castrated, caught again, it should be uh well, you know what, blacks like to uh uh call everything a lynching, uh instead of wasting money on a three drug cocktail, I say a noose uh a hanging it's not a lynching hanging's not a lynching uh back in the wild west when people were hung for uh certain crimes, they didn't say they were lynching them, they were being hung at noon uh other ways uh firing squad, but it's not even really worth paying for bullets uh you know the only really cost free solution would be Hanging. Uh, I think we should bring Hanging back. With that, uh, I'm going to close out this evening's show. Uh, I'll be back here on Thursday, March 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, two evenings uh, from now. Uh, Look me up on VK and True Social. VK is Russia's version of Facebook and ironically you do have free uh, free uh freedom of speech on VK you can say exactly uh, what's on your mind there uh and true social i'm sure everyone knows that is Donald Trump's uh uh comparison to Twitter the show is on there um uh, download true social there's a lot of interesting stuff on there a lot of uh, uh news articles and uh, you know things like that uh People like Ted Nugent uh, is on uh, True Social. Uh, You know, just a mixed bag of uh, people. Check it out; it's really interesting. And if you do uh, download True Social, look up the Rust Belt Klansman show. Uh, Tap follow, Uh, then you will see uh, the most recent. Not only just advertising the show; I started to do uh, more. Uh, posting there on True Social. Uh, so it's not just uh, advertising the show. Uh, there on uh, the Rust Belt Klansman Show's page on True Social, you get the latest press releases from the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, you get the latest releases uh, of sermons uh, by Pastor Thomas Robb at the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. That is a white identity Uh... uh, uh preaching uh, the, the true word uh, of God. Uh, so check that out. And, you know, if, if you uh, uh, consider yourself a Christian, but you know what's going on in the, in the church the, today, the One World Church, and you realize that's wrong, but you don't know where else to turn, uh, you know, you would still like to hear a sermon. There you go. Uh, uh, right there on the, the Rust Belt Clansman page. Uh, check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, You know, the Sunday Sermon. If you're in Harrison, Arkansas, uh, you're more than welcome to stop in and hear the sermon live uh, and meet uh, Pastor uh, Thomas Robb and uh, the congregation there. But, you know, uh, most people uh, can't go to Harrison, Arkansas uh, every Sunday for a sermon, but you can uh, look on the Rust Belt Clansman page Or uh, YouTube, Uh, get on YouTube and search the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Make sure you add to Harrison, Arkansas, because that will take you uh, straight to it. It should be right there at the top of the page. If you have any news articles, uh, things you want to get off your chest, uh, you know, uh, questions, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com Very simple. It's all lowercase letters. Heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com You can also call into the show at area code 412- 254-6226 You can leave a voicemail or a text there. Uh, uh, before we end the show here in prayer, I do want to bring this up. Uh, you know, Speaking of uh pastor Thomas Robb uh every year uh the Christian Revival Center uh and pastor Thomas Robb host a uh faith and freedom conference this is free to any uh white moral person uh it's family order or, oriented too so you can bring your children it is a uh weekend long uh event uh, you can stay on the grounds. You have to uh, reserve a bunk. Uh, in the bunkhouses, there is a men's and women's bunkhouse there. Uh, you can also pitch a tent. You can pull in uh, RVs uh, uh, for the weekend. You can stay uh, in Harrison at a hotel, if you so choose. Uh, but it, it's a weekend-long event. So uh, moms, dads, bring your children. Uh I will read you a little bit of uh, what the uh, Faith and Freedom uh, uh, Conference is all about. Uh, Now, this is a message uh, from uh, Pastor Rob uh, himself. He says, Dear friends, the annual Faith and Freedom Family Gathering will be here soon, and you need to make plans to be here. This is the conference you and your family need to attend. It will help build your faith, strengthen your spiritual courage, and establish the fellowship to need to help keep you faithful. These are rough times that are upon us. Every day we read and hear about the growing anti-white agenda. If you don't know what I am talking about, then you just haven't been keeping up with the daily news. If you have children, You need to have them here. Begin making your plans now. Our people are targeted for genocide, but God will have mercy on us. When our ancestors were under siege in the Babylonian army in 597 BC, Jeremiah the prophet stated, It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That is from Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Uh, We will gather on the weekend of April 28th, 29th, and 30th to make an appeal to heaven. That is the uh, theme uh, of this year's Christian uh, uh, Revival Center, uh, their event, the uh, Faith and Freedom Conference. That's the theme this year, an appeal to heaven for his mercy for ourselves, our families, our nation, and our people. Our pilgrim forefathers said that America was God's holy habitation. Though the remnant is small, there are those who still believe America is the habitation of the Lord. Come for the fellowship and leave with new friends and inspiration. Attendance is free. Uh, Christian conduct is mandatory. No alcohol on church property. You can park an RV, but there are no hookups or dump stations. There are camping sites and primitive men and women bunkhouses for those who register early. No charge to stay in the bunkhouses, but space is limited. So no guarantee there will be room unless you register early. Men and women showers. Uh, or in the church, if you uh, play a musical instrument, bring it with you. Uh, you can call uh, uh, area code 870 427 3414, daytime only. Or uh, 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 Pastor Rob even uh, gives his cell phone number. This isn't something. Uh, I would give out uh, myself, uh, but uh, apparently uh, Pastor Rob, uh, he doesn't mind, so I will give it. Uh, That is area code 870-302-9884 for more information. Uh, Even though attendance is free, we still need to have you register so we have an idea how many people, how many will be here. All meals are prepared by our own staff and available at reasonable prices. We will send or email you directions. The Christian retreat is about 70 miles south of Springfield, Missouri, and 15 miles from Harrison, Arkansas. There are motels in Harrison, and we can provide phone numbers for the motels. Uh, so there, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Rob couldn't make it any easier uh, for you to attend uh the Christian Revival Center's Faith and Freedom Conference. Uh it absolutely. Uh, could not get any easier. Uh he practically just did everything for you. So call and register. Uh go. Uh especially in uh these days. Uh you know, we need to stick together. Uh every day we need uh we need God in our life uh to even make it through a day uh, anymore. Uh absolutely. Uh, can't live uh, without uh, God in our lives and speaking of we are going to close out this evening's this Tuesday evening's uh, show in prayer Uh, white brothers and sisters please bow your heads Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God, so I will be moved according to the designs of, desires of your will. Show me the way to life everlasting, and cause my steps to follow your path. Give me a singular focus on the goodness of your promised restoration, so I am not turned to the right or left by the distractions of life, or by trying to satisfy the notions Of way humans think I do not wish to be turned away by seeking the approval of other people for that will not lead to the righteousness in your kingdom shift my desires and cause the motivations of my life to be aimed at you make my way clear before you and I will serve you with all I am in Jesus name Amen. Uh, uh, So there you go. The uh, uh, prayer talks about motivation, uh, uh, staying true uh, to oneself and God. And uh, there, uh, the Christian Revival Center, uh, no better way uh, to do that. Uh, So go to the conference. Go to the conference. Uh, Meet Pastor Thomas Robb uh, and his family. Uh, he has a very nice family uh, as well. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman, myself, Paul Brown, White Power! Hey, little child I'll see To me. What do I care if it dies? <laughs> it means nothing to me.